Okay, welcome everyone, and thanks for being here for the third episode of the Steam and Steve Hand Review. Coming to you from sunny Florida for now. Uh, I don't know if you uh, have paid attention, but we have this huge Category 5 hurricane out in the Atlantic that is coming our way, and it's not looking so good. But, um, of course, here in Gainesville, which is a college town, home of the University of Florida Gators, we have our first home football game this weekend, and the big question on everyone's mind is not the uh, the chance of imminent death and destruction. It's more, uh, are they going to cancel the football game or not? So, you know, people have their priorities around here. But speaking of that, let's get on to our priorities, and uh, let's go and review our poker hand for this episode. Okay, so this episode's hand was submitted by a user named Think, and he wants to know about his 3-bet sizing on the flop. But let's look at this entire hand in detail. When I first looked at it, I thought this was actually played on our, our final table trainer. Uh, as you probably know on, you know, on Advanced Poker Training, we have a feature called the final table trainer, where you can actually play the final table of a big tournament to practice your final table play, because of course that's something that's kind of hard to practice in real life since it's just not every day you get to go to a final table. But uh, but there's no antes here, so in fact this was actually just played at KGB's Dungeon, which is the toughest level of our 9 max cash games. So back to the hand here, just keep that in mind. So the blinds are 500, 1000, but really it's just a, a cash game. And it's folded to the button, who makes it 3500 to go, so he makes it three and a half big blinds. And as you can see, we're playing effectively 100 big blind stacks, and we actually have over 200 big blinds in our stack, but the, the button raiser started out with 93 big blinds, so we're playing about 100 big blind stacks. And I'm actually glad to see the button raising this big because I've been, I've been trying to work on the virtual opponents lately and get them to raise bigger from the cutoff and button positions. You've probably noticed... Um, in recent years, the preflop raise sizes have gone down, and you know people sometimes open for two and a half big blinds, or even in a tournament they might open for just two big blinds. And uh, you know that's fine if you're say under the gun, and it gets folded around to the big blind because the big blind is going to give you credit for having a pretty strong hand if you opened under the gun. But if you min raise from say the button or even two and a half times in the big blind. Of course, if I'm in the big blind, I'm going to know you're opening with 35, 40, 50% of all hands, like most people do from the button. And so I'm going to call you with a lot of hands as well if you're giving me, say, three to one odds on my call there to take a shot. So so you need to make your preflop raising sizing, your, your raise sizing a little bit bigger from the cutoff and the button because the blinds gonna, are going to know you're stealing a lot and you can't give them the odds to call with any two cards since by definition, if you're blind stealing, you're hoping to steal the blinds and not get called. So in this particular hand here, our hero is the small blind, and he has pocket nines, and he's trying to decide how to proceed from here. And we know we're not folding, but the question is, should we three bet or just call? And to me, this decision has everything to do with the playing style of our opponent. Uh, you know, Regardless of what type of player they are, we know they're going to be open raising a lot of hands from the button, and we're going to be ahead of their range. 
However, the way they react to the 3-bet is going to be vastly different. Let me just let me say that again. So, you know, let's face it, in, in 2017, it's, it's very rare that you're going to be meeting someone at a poker room who uh, you know, is just learning how to play the game. So I mean, that wasn't true 10 years ago, but it's definitely true now. And everybody out there knows to steal the blinds when it's folded you on the button. So, so regardless of their personality type, they're going to be opening a lot of hands here from the button. And um, our response to that as to you know, whether to three bet them will be different based on their personality type. So let's go over, I want to go over to the odds tool here and I already put together a typical opening range for a player from the button here. So at least this is going to be similar to what hands I would personally open from the button. I'm going to be opening any two Broadway cards, any pocket pair, um, any ace x suited, king x suited, a lot of, you know, any any two suited cards, seven or better, a lot of these suited connectors down here. Really, any ace high, I think, is fine to open from the button. Even stuff like uh, king nine offsuit, jack nine offsuit. So I'm going to be opening, as you can see here, 40% or so of all my starting hands from the button. So let's make the outrageous assumption here that all personality types are going to open up with a range somewhat similar to this. Now that's not going to be exactly true and I'm going to say, you know, saying that I hope you'll uh, bear with me here because obviously we know that's not true, but I want to focus more on our reaction uh, to their open raise and how often we're going to three bet and I don't want to get too bogged down to in exactly what hands they're going to open with here. So let's just say for the sake of this for the sake of argument here that all different personality types are going to open with about 40% of their hands here. And let's go with that. So the question is, depending on their personality type, how often do we three bet? So let's take different personality types of the button opener and talk about how we're going to react to that. So first let's, what if it's a knit that's opening on the button? Okay, well, What's one thing we know about nits? Nits, they don't like to get three bet, right? They don't like playing big pots pre-flop. So, so that's good news for us because for one thing, he's going to fold too much when we three bet, right? And that's a good thing. So, you know, hands like King Jack and Ace-10, uh, he's going to be done with them. And those are hands that we were a coin flip against. So uh, we love the fact that he's folding out all that equity, right? He's also going to 4-bet us occasionally, but when he 4-bets us, he's only going to do it with his super premium hands, right? He's going to do it with pocket aces, pocket kings, pocket queens, and that's great news for us as well because we can just safely fold our pocket nines here, and uh, we're going to save a lot, of a lot of money against those hands. So against a knit, I really like 3-betting because he's going to fold hands that have a lot of equity against us, and we're going to be able to fold when he 4-bets us comfortably because we know he's only four betting with super premium hands. So now what about fish? What about, you know, your bad players? Well, three betting is also good against the fish, but for different reasons. The main reason that, you know, the main reason is that fish generally call too much and they're going to call us with a whole bunch of junk that we're way ahead of. 
So, you know, they're, they're still going to forebet us with hands like aces, kings, and queens, and stuff like that. And that's good, right? Because we can just fold. But mainly, they're going to be calling instead of forebetting. And what they're going to be calling us with is every single pocket pair, right? Um, I mean, especially if there's a bad beat jackpot. A lot of poker rooms have a bad beat jackpot now, and it takes quads beaten to win the bad beat jackpot. So there's not a fish out there that can fold a pocket pair because they're always thinking, you know, what if this is the one hand where you know, I was going to flop quads and lose and I was going to get the $380,000 bad beat jackpot this hand. So, so they don't like folding any pocket pair. They also don't like folding any suited connector because, again, they, they can get a straight flush and they can get the bad beat jackpot. So they're going to call us with things like eight, seven of hearts and things like that. So, so these are great hands. You know, we love it when they call us with smaller pocket pairs. We love it when they call us with eight, seven of hearts. These are hands we just have totally crushed. Um, and they're also going to call us with stuff like eight, I mean, excuse me, ace, five suited. And that's good too, right? We're not going to win quite as often against that. But we're going to win 65% of the time or something like that. So so the main reason to three bet these fish is to get more money in the pot against a hand range that we totally dominate. Um, and of course, the, the fish play really bad on the flop as well, which is another good thing. So, so, so far against the knit and the fish, we want to three bet them. Now, let's talk about the people we don't want to three bet here. And those would be, um, you know, the regulars, the, the tough regulars, and the loose aggressive types. With the loose aggressive players, you know, three betting them kind of goes totally against the way to, to defeat loose aggressive players in the first place. Um, and that's by just calling them down. You know, we don't want to let on that our hand is this strong. We want to let them defeat themselves with their own overaggression. So, you know, we're looking to flop a set against them and sucker them in, or um, even if we don't flop a set, uh, depending on what the flop looks like and, and how crazy over-aggressive they are, we might even call them down all three streets with, with pocket nines, with just a pair of nines. So, so for those reasons, we don't want to three-bet the lag, loose, aggressive players. Then there's those, you know, those tough regulars. Um, we also don't want to three-bet them, but it's for a different reason this time. If you remember with the with the nits and the fish, uh, you know they were going to only four bet us with their super premium hands like aces, kings, and queens. The big pairs were behind. A good player is going to three bet, excuse me, four bet us, of course, with those hands. But they're also going to four bet us with a balanced, polarized range. So they're going to four bet us sometimes with hands like pocket fives. Um, sometimes they're going to four bet us with that, you know, eight, seven of hearts we talked about earlier. And that's really a problem for us, right? Because we have those hands crushed, but now they're getting us to fold those to their four bet because, you know, what else are we going to do? We're really looking for trouble if we're going to be calling a four bet out of position with pocket nines. So, so all that being said, that was a long, you know, a long answer here, but we're going to assume that our opponent here is one of these tough regulars because we're playing against the uh, Tom Brabend bot who, uh, you know, I wrote this bot and obviously he's not a household name, but some of you know Titan Tom, who's a tough, uh, you know, pro from Southern California. 
and uh, so he is going to be a tough regular and so we're going to assume our opponent is one of those good players here and so just calling is the is the best move here we're, again we're obviously we're not going to fold but we're going to call and see a flop and and go from there so i actually have a lot more to say about this spot um, such as how our decision whether to three bet or just to call is affected by the personality type of the player in the big blind but i think i probably better move on for now and save that for another time so so we go to the flop here and there is eight thousand in the pot and we check and tom bets five thousand and the flop was queen eight eight with two clubs so first thing i'll say about this is if you're if you're going to check fold this flop um you're just giving away your money and you'd be better off just folding pre-flop if you're going to play it that way so you can't expect to flop a set often enough to just fold every other time so if you would have check folded here um really you've i don't know how else to put this you've got a colossal leak in your game that you need to address so we're definitely at least calling here, but our hero decides to check raise to 15,000. And he asked about the check raise sizing, so let's talk about that first. If you do choose to check raise here, I think the sizing is fine. The uh, the villain is getting almost 3 to 1 to call it, but the you know the main thing you're going to accomplish by check raising here is you're going to knock out some of these marginal hands that have significant equity against you. And by that, I don't mean the flush draws. You know, if he's got something like ace, jack of clubs or, or jack, ten of clubs, you know, he's, he's not really folding regardless of the size of your bet. Um, if you think about most of the flush draws he would have in his range here, um, they've either got some straight flush potential or they've got an overcard at least. So he's not going away with his flush draws. So the purpose of check raising is to get rid of, say, you know, ace, jack of spades, which which has six outs because it's got two over cards to your pocket nines and it's also got some backdoor straight and flush potential so but he, you know he's probably going to fold something like that to a check raise um you know he's probably going to fold i would assume he's going to fold ace king also and you know he has the gut shots like jack ten of hearts I'll, you know the funny thing is now that i think about that though um you know the jack ten of hearts does have two over cards to your pair of nines but on the other hand if you know if say the the nine of diamonds falls on the turn um you know you're gonna you're gonna make nines full of eights when he makes a straight and you're definitely gonna stack him so so that one's all not all that bad to really let him continue with but anyway the bottom line is all you're really gonna get him to fold here are some marginal hands with over cards that kind of thing and you really don't need a bigger sizing to accomplish that um, and sure, he's gonna—he's probably gonna fold his smaller pocket pairs as well, which that's not all bad. I mean, you know, sure you were—you were already ahead of those, but you do deny him his two outs to beat you, and you know, maybe you take away his potential to to bluff you with those later. So it's not—you know—it's not too bad. So as played here, I think the—I think the—you know—the check raise sizing is fine, but. That being said, I, I don't really like the check raise here. Um, I think the problem is I don't see how we're going to be balanced if we're check raising a hand like pocket nines here. And by that I mean, you know, you have to think first about what legitimate hands 
could we be holding here that can really check raise? You know, well, we probably needed to have an eight in our hand, right? And there's there's just, you know, not a lot of combos of that. I mean, maybe we maybe we called his preflop raise with, you know, ace, eight of hearts, um, or something like that. Or, you know, we could have quad eights here. There's one combination of quad eights. But of course, you know, are we really gonna check raise with with quad eights or you know we're more likely going to try to trap with that um you know should we really be check raising with ace queen yeah you know what about pocket aces here i mean maybe we were trapping with pocket aces pre-flop and now we're check raising it here <clears throat> um you know my point being uh you know we don't have a lot of value check raises in our range and therefore um you, we also need to have just a few combos of semi-bluff check raises here and you know we can easily fill those out we just need a few combos and easily fill those out uh, and more effectively fill them out with a few of our flush draws so you know ace jack of clubs would be a uh, you know reasonable check raising hand here jack ten of clubs you know stuff like that so pocket nines is going to be best as a check calling hand and given the flop you know if the if the turn card is is a blank like let's say the four of diamonds or something um you were probably going to call it a, a turn bet as well and then you know we we might have to let it go on the river if he fires a third barrel which you know it happens sometimes uh you know some people don't sometimes people don't like to take that line i'm mean, you know through through coaching different people um one thing i found is there's like a tremendous bias against against that particular line the check call flop check call turn check fold river um you know the the opinion out there seems to be like if you ever take that line you must suck at poker um and yeah you know, it's not really true i mean there are some marginal hands that are you know just strong enough to go two streets but not three and you know on a rare occasion your opponent's going to be bluffing you all three streets and you know more more power to him if he does that but that's not really going to happen that often especially at low stakes and you know opponents that are capable of pulling off a, a three street bluff like that uh you know you're going to get to know them really quickly in the first half hour or so of sitting down at a table because you know you're going to see them playing recklessly in other ways and then yeah once you know that's their personality type you know you're not going to take that line against them you're going to take the line check call flop check call turn check call river you know and you're going to look them up so once again i've gone on much longer than i planned to here oh and we can look at the we can our opponent ended up folding here we can look at his cards he did have king nine of diamonds this time and so you know our our bluff was effective and he does lay it down so um but you know to sum it up for our hero in this hand uh, you know, the pre-flop pre play was fine. The check-raise sizing was fine. But you know, don't, don't check-raise there generally. Just check-call that one. Okay, this is Steam and Steve, and I'll see you next time.